following movie is rated R. Yo, yo. Oh, I cut out. Hold up. Uh, you got it? Yo, you got, yo. Yeah, you good? No, I can't. What's the head? Oh, your headphones. All right. Oh, there we go. All right, we good. Yo. <clears throat> All right, so welcome. KJ and Chill. Uh, excuse me. So, the NBA. Oh, all right. Actually, I don't have to do any more of an introduction. This is KJ and Chill. We are them. Yeah, that's it. All right, so um, and we live. So we're gonna get into some sports, um, mm-hmm. some NBA shit actually. So um, we've been watching closely the and NBA. the NBA is back. Let's just get to it. <laughs> 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 yeah, Yo, you gotta let me get my lead in. Yeah, I'm sorry, I usually right, let you, right, but so, but this one I had you know, I had to yeah, forego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, so it's back. Um, we're not back just yet, but they have a plan in place and how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty much unanimous decision outside of one team who did not want this to go down this way, and that would be the Portland Trailblazers. So that's where I want to start at first. We're going to get into what this whole new um, restart of the season looks like a little bit later, but let's just get this out of the way first yeah. and foremost. Mm-hmm. The the Trailblazers did not want this plan. Apparently, there was another plan on the table that only included 20 teams instead of 22. Right. And um, it would have been less competition in the conference right. or for, for Portland to have to play against in <clears throat> order to get a favorable playoff position. Right. Um, what, is, what is your take on that? Where, um, where does that take you? From their standpoint, I understand. You feel me? 20 teams, meaning... It's two less teams they will have to fight against for that final eighth spot. And it would have been smart for them to vote against the 22 teams, which they did. Um, but as a fan, nah, fuck that. Nigga, the more teams to marry. Right. The more games, you feel me, the more entertainment. Y'all going to have to fight for that spot. I hope Damien and uh, CJ and Melo had some rest because they got some fighting to do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, basically, uh, um, CJ, he said that, you know, that they play for an ownership group that actually listens to his players and has a backbone, mm-hmm. and that they voiced that they felt it was the best option for them to reject the plan. They followed the lead. So, I mean, cool. That, that's, a, that's a cool thing right there. Right. But at the same time, I'm not sure, I'm not sure where the big competitive advantage would have been for them in a 20-team format versus a 22-team format. I mean, format. it's just two less teams that they would have to worry about being in the play-in tournament if they have one. I honestly felt like they should have went with the original reseeding 1 through 16. Yeah, that that would have been fun. Yeah. It would have been. If if it wouldn't have been a time to do it, this would have been a time to do it. You get what I'm saying? But um, I guess we're going to go with the regular East and West. And, uh, yeah, and LeBron and Giannis in the finals, I think. All right, so who's invited? Um, the people who are invited would be teams that 
are already in a playoff position. One through eight seed. Or East and West Coast. Are six games out of a playoff spot with the eight games left on a revised schedule, right? Right. right. So. Which would mean it would be six teams besides the already eight-seeded teams in both East and the West Coast, which includes the Wizards on the East Coast, I believe. Right. And Brooklyn. Well, the teams all together for Eastern Conference would be the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, the Sixers, the Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards. Okay. Now, in the Western Conference, it's going to be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns. This is why I was saying, like, I'm not sure what the competitive advantage. So what he was saying is they wanted two less teams from the Western Conference to be there. It's basically what they're saying to where, because it is a lopsided situation. Yeah, if you look, all right, boom, on the Western Conference, the two less teams would be San Antonio and Phoenix, which right. means they will only have to worry about Sacramento, New Orleans, and Memphis. Right. Which would be, you feel me, I guess, an advantage to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not have to worry about these two teams also being in a playing tournament. So I guess I'm not as mad at it. I guess I'm not. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. All right. I mean, but the two teams that wouldn't be in it really wouldn't matter because I don't think they're going to make it that far anyway. All right. So all of the games are going to be played at. The Disney, um, which is World Wild, of Sports, Wild World of Sports, yeah, yeah which is a, a a wonderful facility. I played there probably five times in my life, uh, five different years playing AAU. Uh, they have multiple courts, multiple sites, uh, multiple, just all around Orlando. Period is different places that they could play, right? And like a real little bubble city for real. Like everything they need is. There, you get what I'm saying, right mm-hmm. there on the Disney uh, facility. So it's, it's 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 a nice facility. I like. Yeah, it. like starting at the beginning of next week, they're supposed to start um Bring going into start. Well, they're actually supposed to start doing their individual training at the team facilities themselves, <clears throat> right? Uh-huh. And then somewhere around July seventh, yeah, is when they're supposed to start to fly into between the 7th and the 10th, that's when they want to get everybody in there. I think the official training camp, the official on-site in the Disney bubble site um, mm-hmm. training camp starts officially on July 9th. Mm-hmm. Then the actual season would start on the 31st. Mm-hmm. And that the last possible game for in the event of a game seven of the finals would be October 12th. Which is my son's birthday. All right. Which is cool. So, um, yeah, the season is back. Now, on the amount of rest, the rest, amount of rest we had, do you think it's good or bad for players to have these last four months off and then to try to come back and play bas- uh, playoff basketball? Um, I think, well, there are certain teams that this plays a benefit for. Mm-hmm. There's other teams that this – um could be a drawback for. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the first and foremost thing that they want to make sure that they're doing is setting up the right medical protocols for this COVID-19 testing. So I think the players are going to be tested every other day. And and what players or what the teams is fighting for is for that extra roster spot in case 
somebody becomes positive for the COVID. So that's something that might make a difference too in these events because right. now teams might be able to sign an extra player or, or another player or a player that they have in a G League that they wanted to use, just not enough spots. You get what I'm saying? That could be a big difference. All right. So, I mean, honestly, I'll tell you that one of the teams that I think that it, this situation is benefiting more than hurting would have to be by far, I believe that will be one of the teams that will go down in history as a team with one of the weirdest turn um single season turnarounds. And that's oh, gonna be no, that's gonna be the Golden State Warriors. No. Oh, oh, from being in a championship and being asked this year? And Good for the, them. Right. But then you look at the prospect of what it looks for like them moving forward into now, next now, year. What do it really look like for them next year? All right, they got the number one pick. This draft class is not a Good draft class per se. They have the number one pick with a seventeen million dollar trade exception that they got from Andre Iguodala. Plus, they have their core three guys coming back healthy. They have extra time to rest. Who is have ass? Who Steph and Clay? Yeah. Yes. Uh, listen, we've seen what happened the last time. It was just them three. Oh my! And God. we know. <laughs> we know what happened. Now see. This is this is what I don't like. Now people uh, think it was just a Clay, Draymond, and and Curry thing. You know what I'm saying? It was. No, it wasn't, man. They had the right veterans on the team. David West, Sean Livingston, Andre okay. Iguodala. You're right. You're right. Which they don't have no more. You're right. Every team has these other so role now, players that so have look, to fill listen, in. Yeah. So now the veterans are Draymond, Steph, and Clay. You get what I'm saying? And now they're going to bring in a lot of young talent that is not going to know what to fucking do with Draymond, Steph, and Clay on this team. I think they're going to trade Draymond, honestly. Everybody's tired of him. His attitude is crazy. He's out of there. And it might be a package with Draymond and Clay. I don't think so. I, I don't I, I believe that there's no situation where So you wouldn't give up Draymond and Clay to get Giannis next year? That's not a trade that even the Milwaukee Bucks would make. The Milwaukee Bucks would never never make that trade. If Giannis is planning on leaving, why wouldn't they trade him? I've seen it happen a bunch of times before. Right. They're just going to hold on and just hope that they can keep him. Maybe. Maybe. But if you could get Draymond and Clay back, why wouldn't you press that button? I don't think they'd do that. No, you never know. And the number one pick. The fans would never accept that. Fuck the fans. They they don't have nothing to do with nothing. If that was the case, then they can't listen. Sometimes you're in a position where trading for trading a player that you know you're gonna lose is going to fuck you in the long run more than it just just losing him straight up. If they traded Giannis for Draymond and Clay, the fans in Milwaukee would lose their fucking shit, yo. They would lose their shit if you leave anyway. But at least he left. Y'all didn't trade him away and re- try to replace him in our minds and hearts with and got Draymond yeah. and Clay. Nah. And the number one pick, and which would be. Okay, that's a different type of package right there. Melo or James Wise. That's a different type of package. That changes it right there. You get what I'm saying? Adding the number one pick changes things. Or, but that's or, not, it's not or, happening. Or the number one pick and Draymond. No, nah, I think what's happening now is that Clay gets to rest um, peacefully, you know what I'm saying, and heal. Steph gets to chill out. 
Mm-hmm. Draymond gets to chill out. Mm-hmm. They need to they get to figure out to do with this lottery pick, mm-hmm. and they got seventeen million dollars to play with. You know what I'm saying? Um, Which is a not trade a exception. lot. It's not a lot. It's not. But I've seen teams bring in, like you said, the right veterans. Mm-hmm. With that, you can take seventeen million dollars and go get you three or four of the right veterans mm. to put with. Yes, no, not se- def- not with seventeen million. You definitely could. Or or, or who? Did you do know you, we paid fifteen just for Danny Green? But do you know how many players right now are 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 playing on like two, three million dollar deals? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Who we never would think so. But when you have that opportunity to play with great players like Steph and Clay, all right, you might, and for a great coach like Steve Kerr. Yeah, no, Steve Kerr is not a fucking great coach. He is. He has to be a Who, but a, a no, great coach. Yeah, he just so happened. First of all. Those are Mark Jackson's championships. No, no, he he's part he's part of no. it. he's part of what built that team. Yes, but he's yeah. part. He is what built that team. And then they sent my man's ass packing back to the motherfucking announcers booth, and then bring this white kid along and call him a coach, and basically just hand him a championship. No, like he really did. No, something. Steve Kerr is a great man, coach. That nigga is some shit. He's just as good as a coach as Jason Kidd. Well, if anything, then if, if based on your logic, Jason Kidd would be an amazing coach because Giannis is a direct product of Jason Kidd. No. Yes. No, he's not. Yes. No. When Jason Kidd coached there at the Bucks, he was the one that took the chance the first on year. playing Giannis. Gian- first year. Yeah, I'm playing Giannis the way. And he went to Brooklyn and, yeah, fuck all that shit up. No, actually, he did good at Brooklyn. I ain't going to lie. All right, so any Jason Kidd coach, is a any, better. Any other coach would have forced Giannis into a traditional big position. No. They would not have had him running not point. Jason Kidd. They would not have him running point. He wasn't running point. He was. No, he, he was playing. Stop trying to turn Giannis into LeBron. <laughs> he man. was. He, he, he had he, the ball in his hand. He was running point. No, he wasn't. He was bringing the ball the point up the court guard, and initiating the, point the offense. The guard was, uh, <laughs> what's his name? George. Uh. Light skinned nigga. I forgot his name. But that was the point guard. He played with LeBron. Yeah. When he was on the floor, he was playing as and, a point guard. And then Matthew Deladova. Uh, yeah. Listen, man. Whatever. All right. So um another person who I think is winning in this new situation. LeBron. It is, we're going to get to him oh, later. Okay. It's all not right. all about him. There's a lot more people that have a lot more to look forward to right now uh-huh. than him. Okay. He, he, they're, they're actually in a unfavorable position right Ooh. now. The Lakers. Listen, I love the Lakers. They're my favorite team. You're right. a LeBron fan. Right. I'm a Lakers fan. Right. So let's just understand. So you don't understand it like I understand I, it. No, I understand it Now clearly. that you have LeBron. The Lakers is not the Lakers of old. As a Le- as a LeBron fan, your judgment is automatically going to be clouded to any potential no, disruption. I'm a basketball fan. All right. So as a basketball fan, you would uh-huh. have to know. We'll get into it. You'll have right. to know that the Lakers are in a semi-unfavorable position. To me, they're still the favorites to win. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that this is a more difficult path to winning than it would have been had none of this shit happened. Mm-hmm. But my other winner is Zion Williamson. And this has nothing to do even with the championship. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the fact that I pretty sure I'm on record saying that John Morant was my rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Before COVID happened, I'm 100% sure that on some episode of It's Not Just Me, or maybe even on Higher Learning too, when we were debating about NBA shit, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I said that John Morant was my rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. 
that was before this. Now, I'm potentially going to get to see Zion versus Ja in a play-in situation, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. Um, for that eighth seed in the playoffs, right? So I'm looking at it like this. I see Zion come in, and let's say he plays an amazing eight games, right? Mm -hmm. Goes into this play-in, plays against the Grizzlies, beats them, makes it into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that may be enough for me to give him the edge nah. on rookie. He's of- still, he still ain't played enough games, man. He still played under, what, 30 games this season. Okay, so let me ask you. Mm-hmm. If he were to do exactly what I just said he did. He still would lose. Do you believe, as far as we're concerned or as far as the media? ESP, so you don't think the media nah. would not use this, that? This is what the media is saying. He hasn't played in enough games. Now, if he did this over a period of a whole season, then yeah. But John Morant was... Rookie of the year before he even came back. I think recency bias might hurt John Morant in this situation. I don't think so. Because if that's the case, then I would think they would have to swing the MVP to LeBron. If that's the case. All right, let me ask you a question. You're watching a fight, right? Mm -hmm. First three, four rounds, Mm -hmm. one guy's just getting the shit beat out of him. Mm -hmm. And then in that fourth round, Mm -hmm. right towards the end, he just... Digs deep from somewhere and knocks that motherfucker out. Cool. Yeah, win by knockout. What, but what do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember him getting the shit beat out of him for four rounds you more? Remember the knockout, you remember the knockout more. But so right, what I'm put it like right. this: if a nigga, if you're in the fight, right, and a nigga is winning six rounds, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden the man come back for five rounds and start whooping his ass, how do you think they're going to score it? Right, they'd have to. They, they they would go to the scorecards and look at all right, this, 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 da da da. Right, right. But and, what and, I'm saying is, even though the nigga came back and started whooping his ass late, right, the first person still won so, six rounds. All right, so I get. So I guess what I'm saying here is that you're saying that if he were to do what I'm saying in regular fashion, mm-hmm. that. John Morant would still be rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But suppose he does it in spectacular <laughs> knockout fashion. All right. He would need a 50-point game. <laughs> he definitely got to continue. He got to get a couple of triple doubles. Uh, and, nigga, and they got to beat them in, in the motherfucking playoff spot. <laughs> they will have to come back. He need, like, two or three 50-point games. And John Morant can't do shit. You get what I'm saying? Like... We can't just sit here and act like John Morant ain't been doing, ain't been putting in work this whole season. Yeah, but know? we gotta, we can't also we, act Zion like Zion can't come in and for fucking twenty games. We think he no, John Morant been doing this all all fucking season long. When Zion was on the floor, they were beating their opponents by twenty six point three points per one hundred possessions in fifteen games. Which don't mean <laughs> shit. John Moran, what, how many games was in? What? Fucking like almost 60 games in? And he that's 60 games versus 15 games. Okay. Off of fresh legs and right, rest for right, half a season right, and everything else. All right. So if anything, John Moran, he is rested right now. He about to come back and fuck shit up. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's my favorite for rookie of the year. I'm yeah. just saying that there's an argument that might. I don't know. No, no. Don't be surprised if that's what they start talking about on the Now, ESPN. it's funny because my pick for rookie of the year is Zion. 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? But I'm being realistic about right. it. You get what I'm saying? John Morant has been putting in work. He deserves it, honestly. If anything, the most they can do is co-rookies of the year, like they did uh, Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. All right, so let's get to these Lakers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the situation. Mm-hmm. For the Lakers, and I guess this issue would also be for the Bucks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, without home court advantage, is it still that beneficial for either one of them to want to have the um, the number one seed? It's always beneficial. Just saying that you're a number one seed is beneficial. So is this just coming from just like saying because they're an athlete and because they're competitive, it's automatically beneficial, but it's not really beneficial? Or is there a real benefit to it, being the I, number one seed? Even, even if the fans is not there, you're not playing on your home court or whatever the case may be, psychologically, mentally, you feel me? You feel like you have that home court advantage. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, it's the colors of the jersey or or just sitting on, because you know, home or away, you sit on different sides. Different sides, sides right, You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Or sitting on a certain side is psychologically playing into you being home court. You get what I'm saying? And who knows? The ref might call different calls if you got home court or like <laughs> that, that. That's not going to be cool. We don't know. The, the ref, <laughs> should know. ref shouldn't be doing that we shit. We don't know. You <laughs> mean, because it got to be some type of advantage. You get what I'm saying? Um, mentally, I think the advantage right now of having home court is mentally. Uh, in a seven-game series, I don't know if they're going to have it to where the number one seed, because like I said, in Orlando, they got different sites you could play in. So if you're a number one seed, you might have, you might be playing at a different site. You get what I'm saying? Like the main site might be for the number one seed, and all the bums might play at a different <laughs> different court. So if you're number one seed, the home court might be playing at the best site in Orlando. Okay, that's an interesting take. I yeah, would love to look at that. Because in the AAU, when we used to play back in the day, that's how they did it. All the good teams that you had to play played at the good site. And if you was a bum, you had to go to like a local high school around, <laughs> you feel me, half an hour away somewhere. Nah, see, they can't, they ain't going to be leaving. So they all playing at the good site. No, I'm just, no, no, oh, no, yeah. no. But even on the facility, it's different sites. You get what I'm saying? Like it's a main court. The area, they call it the milk house. I don't know if they still call it that, but that's what all we right. used to call it back in the day. But even on the milk th- house, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, the milk that's what house. They call it. Anybody that played basketball, played AAU, and been to Florida, and been to nationals, they, uh, damn, what years? These is the early thousands from 03, I guess, to like 08, 09, something like that, I played. But if you've been, if you went around that time, then they, that's what they call it, the milk house. But you also, uh, yeah, that's how it go. All right, so the draft lottery will be August 26th, mm-hmm. 25th, assuming that the schedule does start on time mm-hmm. at the 31st. The way the lottery will be determined is that the 14 lottery teams will be the eight teams that don't go to Orlando. Mm-hmm. So the eight teams that aren't going to the bubble city are automatically in the draft lottery. Okay. The six teams that participate in the restart but do not qualify for the playoffs. These teams will be seated in the lottery and assign odds based on their records up until March 11th. Mm-hmm. So, 
the draft lottery is still going to be um, calculated based on teams' records up till the 11th of March. Okay. Which I think has now something to do with why it made more sense for them to go with a 22-team roster than a 20-team roster. Because if you're working with round numbers, it makes sense. The eight teams that didn't make it is now in the lottery. The lottery is eight teams, I believe. And then the six teams that didn't make it, you feel me, get seeded nine through 14. Um, yeah, basically. And this is the rest of the teams that do make the playoffs. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it makes sense. Now, this is going to be strange because, like I said, if the playoffs go to a game seven, the final game would be October 12th. The NBA draft is scheduled to be on October 15th. Which makes sense. That would be a huge, I mean, a, a small window, like between where it's like, all right, NBA championship has been crowned. Three days later, it's time to draft or, or make some future NBA players. I mean, but but still, yeah. up until this point, see, the only thing that stopped has been the actual playing of basketball. Right. All the execs and all of that, they still have been doing right, their right. job. So it's not like... They're not going to have enough time to know who they're going to draft. No, I just think, like, for us as, like, the fans, like, I've, it's be an interesting it's situation good. where, I, think it's good where I don't have to wait. You're right. And we've been deprived, deprived from sports, period, for mm-hmm. so long that I think it's good that – and the season starts back up December 1st. Right. Well, they would say it would likely begin December 1st because of the situation is that the dates they don't have yet are – when would they start training camps for next season, and mm-hmm. when would free agency begin? Because that's an interesting move. I right think there. they had a date for free agency already, though. I think they said free agency starts a week or two after the season starts. I mean, after the season ends. Right. Which was October something, 20-something. 20 25th, I think. I don't know. i seen it on ESPN. Right, which would literally only give them a month between – I mean, depending on how long they ran free agency for. Like, is free agency mm-hmm. only going to be a week now? Free agency is usually a month. No, nah, free agency lasts until however long. It's just the top free agents get right. signed within a certain period of time. Right. But I don't think there's that many top free agents this 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 year anyway. What I'm interested in seeing more than free agency is the trade circuit. Because I know there's a lot of teams that – want to make moves and was going to make moves and all the you know what I'm saying? I'm interested in seeing that. I think the two players that are probably on the trade block right now as we speak mm-hmm. would be Bradley Beal and Steven Adams. Yeah. yeah. Those are two players in my mind that are on the trade block. And Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. Get them the fuck out of here. We no, got I, to. We got to get them out of here. I don't think. I don't think we need. Unless to. Danny Green comes out and have a great playoffs, I hope he been in his house just shooting his ass off all <laughs> this whole time. But Kyle Kuzma definitely needs to go. He, he he is too. Like he feels he's too entitled. No, he's not too entitled. I think so. Well, I think because he came in before LeBron, right? And he thought he was going to come in and be the next. Shit, he as was a Laker. He was right. So now that LeBron there, he still have this dream of being because 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 it's, it's some um 
Laker fans have been accidentally converted into LeBron fans and don't realize that one day he's going to go away and then we're going to need to be Lakers still. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which don't include Kuzma. Because if after LeBron, if LeBron, I mean, retire, if LeBron retires a Laker, I'm a Laker fan for the rest of my life. That's how I am with the Denver Broncos. I would love to see for Kuzma to go to a team that would utilize him the right way. I and love what is to see the right for, way though, because I, because I'd like to see him go to a team where he's going to be a play like this. Why? Right? Because the reason why he's not playing at a certain level is because some players aren't the sidekick. Right. player like he he doesn't play well as a third fourth option right when you have lebron james and anthony davis there you have to make them option number one and two right. so that makes sense so with but anthony went, davis having at least 10 years left in his career and he's going to sign to be a long-time laker next year yeah i mean kuzma going to a team that has a dynamic guard like play this if kyle kuzma mm. was over there with dylan brooks and john Morant on the memphis grizzlies Possibly he he would play very well in that system. But I got a trade for you, and I think it's a place where he would go and be successful. Danny Green, Kuzma, to the Wizards for Bradley Bill. No, 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 no. Fuck Bradley Bill. Danny Green, Kuzma, and future draft picks, and send them to motherfucking Phoenix for who? Devin fucking Booker. Uh, that trade, that guy. They tried to pull what? it. They tried to make that deal already. They tried. No, they tried but, to, but they didn't include enough. They didn't throw Danny Green in there. They were just gonna give up Kuzma and some picks and thought we was gonna get Devin Booker. See, the Danny Green is the lore. <laughs> you think you're getting some? He got. He signed to a two year, uh, uh, thirty million dollar contract. After this year, it's gonna be they one not, year. They not giving up Devin Booker for that deal. You never know. Devin Booker is not resigning there. I think he's a free agent after next season. So, like I said, you got to get what you could get before it's gone. Just like in the Bucks situation. You got to get what you could get before it's gone. And Phoenix, they have a lot of young talent. So why not get young talent back? It ain't no guarantee that you're going to get anything else for Devin Booker if you leave. Yeah, Kuzma is a nice young talent to go with the rest of the young talent that you have. Nah, I don't want Kuzma to go to the Phoenix Suns for the same reason why Devin Booker doesn't want to resign there. So let's <laughs> let's send him somewhere See, else. Oh, so you're a Kuzma fan, not a Laker fan, all right? No, See, I'm a Laker no, fan. As a Laker but fan. But I'm not just getting ready to just shit on Kyle Kuzma because well, shiny LeBron James came into town shiny and now everybody LeBron and now James. everybody acts like Kuzma is like not a a, a good player. He's not. Nah. Not since LeBron's been there. No, we should have kept Brandon Ingram instead of Kuzma. When LeBron was injured, when anybody when, when was when, LeBron when, injured? When LeBron when LeBron wasn't playing well, same thing when Anthony Davis wasn't playing well, Kuzma would be on the floor this year. and he would dominate. This yeah. year. Yeah. When? Man, you saw the game just like I did. Uh, exactly. And he had like 13, 14 points or something like that. Anytime that and he was lost. on the floor, when he wasn't on the floor with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, he played way better no. than when he was on the floor with them. No. Yeah, he did because he they shot, put the ball in his hand. He shot more. He definitely did. And he that. scored more. No. No, sir. Yeah, take a drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you always try to do this like LeBron is like the, the oh my god I hate you LeBron niggas yo you LeBron niggas get on my nerves you know what that's it that's it yeah. that's it are we done yeah we done all right.